Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What a freaking game that was. Now, I will admit, and I don't know how many of you are you know, listeners of the Sunday morning show that I did with Moose. So I, if you did listen to that show, you know that I was backing Kansas City. And I got to say, before we get into the specifics of the game, I was shocked, legitimately shocked, that it seemed... Now, again, there's no way to, to calculate exactly how many people are picking which side, but it, to me, was overwhelmingly favoring Philadelphia. And I just did not understand. Like, I, I, I don't comprehend that. I get that people would pick Philadelphia. I don't get why it would be one-sided in a game that was essentially a pick in a game that involved one team that had a Super Bowl-winning head coach and a legendary head coach and already a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and a young but legendary quarterback I don't understand how the majority of people were picking against them. It just did not add. Matter of fact, yesterday, before doing the show with Moose, everybody we asked, any guest that we had on, Moose himself, anybody that we ran into, people uh, you know that we were talking to outside of that, oh, yeah, I like the Eagles. I was like, wow, nobody else likes the Chiefs? Am I the only one who thinks the Chiefs are going to win this game? Then you watch the Fox pregame, and you know any time that they're all, you know, the experts and they make their worthless pregame picks. And by the way, all these predictions are worthless anyway, but this just shows you. But any time they're all on one side, and I wasn't paying attention. I had people over. I'm getting stuff ready. And then my family was telling my sister, actually, was saying, oh, they all just picked the Eagles. As soon as I knew that, now I was betting the Chiefs anyway, but as soon as I saw that they all picked the Eagles in a game like this, a pick them. It made no sense. Take the Chiefs. I don't care how you get there. The Chiefs are going to win this game. I just couldn't envision Nick Sirianni holding up that Super Bowl trophy instead of Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes getting their second. Now, I know a lot of people are going to point to, you know, the penalty, the holding call against Bradbury. And what I will say is it's unfortunate. Now, again, somebody was rooting for Kansas City, so I wasn't upset with that call. And who knows what would have happened anyway. Obviously, the game was still on the balance and the way that the Eagles were moving the ball up and down the field all night long. I mean, Philadelphia dominated that football game. I know what the, the Chiefs did in the second half. Philadelphia dominated that football game for the most part. 
They they could not. The, the Chiefs could not stop them. I mean, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah, they had the defensive touchdown. Thank goodness, because that, I mean, kept them in the game. They would have been done if not for that. They couldn't stop them. I don't care if it was third and one, fourth and two, third and 14, third and 15. They couldn't stop them. Philadelphia and Hurts kept making play after play after play. It was a miracle that Kansas City was only down 10 at the half. My goodness. But with that being said, one of the things that I had written down, you know, in some notes, thinking about doing the show, what we're going to go over, was that, uh, you know, right next to the field being slippery, which is just unacceptable. I don't understand how in the Super Bowl you can't figure out how to get the turf proper. I mean, come on, guys. This is the Super Bowl here. You want to pick on the officiating. You want to pick on some other things. You want to talk about the delay and after halftime. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, it's the biggest stage in the world. Get the, 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 the field right. That can't be slipping and sliding all over the place. Ridiculous. But the next note that I had was that the refs let them play. And I love that about that game. Early on, it hurt Kansas City, where there should have been a penalty called that kept the drive going in the first half for Kansas City. It was not. But I like the idea of letting them play and not calling every little touchy freaking thing that is going to alter the game. And unfortunately, they did let them play up until that holding call against Bradbury, which did change the game. And you hate that. And it'd be one thing if they were calling that consistently throughout. They did not. They did not call it consistently throughout. I don't think that even though it was technically a hold with Bradbury, I don't think that A, it should have been called, or B, had that great of an impact on the result of that play. I thought the ball was overthrown or just thrown in a spot where he he was not going to get to it. So that stinks. Now, with all that being said, the Chiefs won. I mean, it was not the reason that the Eagles lost the game. Eagles made some mistakes, whether it's Hurts with a fumble, whether it's not being able to prevent the false start from happening that sets them back five yards, the punt return. You know, the Eagles, obviously, in the second half were not as dominant. Um, defensively, certainly, they didn't do nearly enough at all. We heard All we heard about was, all oh, the Eagles pass rush and all oh, this Eagles big, bad defense. Well, they couldn't stop Mahomes either. I mean, just from the Chiefs' perspective where they couldn't stop Philadelphia, outside of a few drives in the first half, that was it. Philadelphia couldn't stop Kansas City either. And I'll tell you, the we talked about this yesterday too, Sunday morning. It drove me nuts. Andy Reid yet again deferring the opening kick. Just absolutely idiotic. That's not what you do to that team. Now, it worked out for him in the second half, luckily, that you know, they went down the field and scored, and obviously you knew that they were going to be in the game once that happened on that opening drive of the second half. But still, to start the game, it doesn't make any sense to me to kick the ball off to a team that you know thrives on scoring first, thrives on getting ahead. Why would you do that? Just because they won the game does not absolve that from being a fool's decision. Coaches do it all the time now. They defer all the time. It is idiotic. In certain situations, this was one of them. You're the Chiefs. Get the ball first. Go down. Put up that seven. You get up and put the pressure on them, especially a team that hasn't been there before. You know, another thing we talked about, before the game 
was I compared this Eagles team to the 2016 Atlanta Falcons in that the Falcons in 2016 didn't really get tested in the regular season. And I don't, you know, not that they were the exact same comp, but they were teams with good offenses. Matt Ryan won the MVP that year in Atlanta. I think they were 11 and six, whatever it was, but they had the second seed and they kind of went on through the postseason, not with ease. It's never easy, but they, they didn't have any tight games that, you know, really were hard fought and really tested you the way that Kansas City did with Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Philadelphia didn't have that similar to that Atlanta team. Now, different circumstances completely, but it was interesting to see the comparison after the game that Philadelphia becomes only the second team in Super Bowl history to blow a double-digit lead at halftime. I found that hard to believe. I didn't even know that Atlanta was the only one. I mean, you're telling me no team in Super Bowl history other than the lowly Atlanta Falcons who blew that 28-3 late third quarter lead, no team prior blew a double-digit Super Bowl lead? Weird. But there were comparisons drawn to, from, from me yesterday before the show to that that team, and then you see the result. Now, again, totally different stuff. That was just, just happened to be random, but it was interesting to see that, you know, that team, uh, this team, this Philadelphia team, blew that uh, double-digit lead the way that that Atlanta team did. But, look, they played a hell of a game. I mean, Hurts was tremendous. They could not be stopped. I mean, Goddard making great catch after great catch. Hurts, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arm, big play, Brown and Smith. I mean, they had it going. But you give Andy Reid credit for making the adjustments at halftime that needed to be made. And they themselves, the Chiefs, with you know the lack of weapons right that everybody talked about going into the game all oh, the chiefs don't have any big playmakers they have no wide receivers you know we know what kelsey could be and by the way kelsey who was good it wasn't like he was dominating the game what kansas city was able to do was run the football well and pacheco had i thought a tremendous game mahomes you know look there are certain things and this is why again it was shocking to me that at the very least, there wasn't more of a split as far as picking this game. Patrick Mahomes just does things that you don't see very often, not only in the NFL, but in sports as well. I mean, think about it, especially early on when he goes down. Everybody was talking about the game being over at that point. Oh, no, what's going to happen with Mahomes? As he goes down awkwardly after you know getting tackled from behind that ankle, and you can see he was in clearly he was in pain. Now you saw him do this in the postseason, coming back on that high ankle sprain, and playing in the Jacksonville game, playing the following week against Cincinnati, doing what he needed to do to get the win in that game. He looked much better in the Super Bowl in doing it. But then after that tackle, you're wondering, oh, my God, this guy, uh, this is going to be a problem for him. And then he goes out there and makes even more plays with his legs. He's running as fast as I've ever seen him in that fourth quarter on that big run. Mahomes is just, he's, you know, I heard a caller before with Lori to, to close out the show talk about the fact that he's got heart. He's got toughness, and the caller couldn't. I couldn't have said any better myself. 
he's obviously he's got all the talent in the world. He's got the right makeup to go along with that talent. Now, he's had the benefit of great coaching, being put into the right system, sitting for a year, watching Alex Smith, learning. It has just been the perfect fit. But think of this year with Patrick Mahomes, where you know everybody was talking about Josh Allen and the Bills. That was the preseason pick by the majority of people. Not everybody, but the majority of people. Then in season, even though Kansas City was again a dominant team and one of the top teams, you know, in the AFC, you want to talk about how you know the Bills got screwed with the the you know that that game not being played, the record, and all all those different things, whatever it may be. Still, Kansas City was kind of overlooked as the top team in the AFC, even though the record was the best. People saying, oh, I don't know, Cincinnati or I don't know, Buffalo. But before the year, it was Josh Allen. Then it became about Joe Burrow. And Mahomes, this whole time, is still he's still Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league. One of the most talented, physically gifted quarterbacks the sport has ever seen. And he was getting overlooked to a certain extent. And then he goes out there in the Super Bowl. And yeah, Hurts has been great. And people are talking about he should be the MVP and all that. And Mahomes again showed you, dude, th- this guy is another level of special. Think about what he did on that ankle. The toughness, the heart that he showed to go along with the talent. Oh, by the way, not to mention, and it's a popular debate amongst amongst sports fans nowadays. Oh, he doesn't have any weapons. Oh, look at this, look at that. Yeah, well, this guy has this guy to work with. and this. Well, what happened? No Tyree Kill. Everybody said, oh, yeah, well, if this quarterback has Tyree Kill, he'd be great too. Look at the weapons that Mahomes had to work with all year long at wide receiver. And... Look at what he did with him. I mean, spreading the ball around in the Super Bowl. Sky Moore? Who the hell is that? Kadarius Tony with a touchdown. Obviously, Tony with a big you know punt return as well. But Tony with a touchdown. Sky Moore with a touchdown. I mean, Mahomes, it doesn't matter who it is. He's going to find you. Just making things happen. His ability to extend plays. His ability to be mobile, make plays with his feet. I mean, I, that some of the runs that he had in that game, especially after the ankle, huge. And they complement his ability to throw the football, make the proper decision. Just, I mean, you can't say enough great things about Patrick Mahomes. And again, he showed why he is the most special player in the league, deserved of the MVP. And he just was not going to lose. Simple as that. He took it personally, all the Cincinnati talk and all the picks with Burrow and all that stuff and the mayor running his mouth. He took it personally. Burrow had all that nonsense. And this was a a spot where, you know, they lost in the Super Bowl a couple years ago to a team that dominated defensively with the Bucs. The Eagles were not that team. The Eagles were good defensively. They were not that dominant defense the way that the Bucs were, especially later in the year, if you remember a few years ago where the Bucs, or a couple years ago, where the Bucs got better as the year went on, especially in the playoffs, where their defense became legit. And they figured out a way to shut down Patrick Mahomes and hand him a Super Bowl loss. He was not going to be denied this time. He was not losing a Super Bowl again. And, boy, Andy Reid, to get that sweet victory against the team that let him go, 
against a franchise and a fan base that maybe didn't appreciate him the way that they should have because he, quote-unquote, couldn't win the big one, got the Eagles to a Super Bowl, multiple NFC Championship games. You know the history, 14 seasons. They're turning that team into a consistent winner, even helping them since he left, being a mentor to Roseman, helping them, pointing them in the direction of Jalen Hurts. But to do it against that team for Andy Reid, oh, man. It it does it will not get any sweeter for Andy Reid than to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl for his now second win a, a Super Bowl win as a, a head coach and undoubtedly one of the great head coaches that the sport has ever seen. What a what a game though. I, I'm not gonna let that call mar the game for me. I know how impactful it was. I get it. Like I said, I don't think that the flag should have been thrown. I hated to see that happen after a game in which the refs let them play. Then to have that play, that ticky-tack foul be called, that changed the game significantly because the ball is going back to Philadelphia with a, a, a real chance to move down the field and score as they could not be stopped. So I hated that, but it does not take away from the greatness that was on display, whether it's the head coach and Andy Reid or, more specifically, the quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, who for some reason people overlooked or doubted them to an extent that there's no way the majority of people should have. That game was 50-50 split at best, and yet everybody was on Philly. Oh, by the way, it was sweet to see Philadelphia lose, wasn't it? Now, they played a hell of a game, and you give Sirianni credit for getting his team there and coaching a hell of a game, aggressive, staying true to his form. You know, Jalen Hurts was terrific. You hate to see somebody lose a game like that, especially when it's Hurts the way that he played. He could not be stopped. Throwing the football over 300 yards, rushing the football, big play after big play. I mean, three rushing touchdowns, threw for another. Jalen Hurts was excellent. Philadelphia couldn't really run the football outside of Hurts, but they didn't have to. Spreading the wealth, throwing the ball all over. I mean, they could not be stopped. Rare, I mean, to see an incompletion, especially early on in that game from Jalen Hurts. So you, you can't knock the Eagles. They showed up. They played a hell of a game. They just got beat by a better head coach, a better quarterback, and on this day, a better team. But it is sweet to see Philadelphia lose. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. Yes. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. May 2023, the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting the lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com. And start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fleets and I were talking about it during the break. And he brings up a good point. And, you know, it's the way that we're watching the game play out. I mean, the feel is that whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. And I think that is probably the biggest reason why people are going to blame the call, the holding call there, because if that call doesn't take place, Philadelphia's going to get the ball back with a chance to score with two minutes to go or just over two minutes to go, whatever it was. And the way that the game was going, there was no way Philadelphia was getting stopped. Now, you don't know that that's going to be the case. You hated to see them not have a chance in that spot because you felt like they deserved a chance. But the reason that it makes that call even worse is because of the way the game was being played, that neither defense can make the the big stop when they had to. So that's what's frustrating from an Eagles standpoint. But it's not, look, this happens all the time. You, you could always pick to pick a play, a call, one little thing that happens that you can argue changed the result of the game. But that's sports. I mean, that's life, and that is certainly life as a sports fan. Bleep happens in these games. Deal with it. One team was still able to win. So, I mean, it wasn't like a call earlier in the game You know, didn't go the Eagles' way. Th- things happen. The problem that you have is they called it consistently where they were not calling these ticky-tack fouls all night long. They were not, they were letting them play, which I love. I'd rather them let them play, and they did until that pivotal moment where they call Bradbury for a hold. So it's not a question of if the call were the right call, because it was. You cannot grab somebody's jersey, and he did hold him and held him up a little bit at the line, you know, off the line to, to prevent him from running his full route on time. That is, by definition, holding. You saw it. However, you can't call that in that spot, especially after the way that you were calling the game all night long. Eight seven seven, But to me, it did not ruin a great game or a great performance from Patrick Mahomes or even Jalen Hurts for that matter. It was a tremendous game that the Kansas City Chiefs won. 877-337-6666. Dale is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Dale. Hey, Sal. How are you? Good morning. Let's talk about the doing? game tonight. It's a great game tonight. I mean, both sides played great. 
you got to tip your you got to tip your cap to Mahomes. I mean, this kid is incredible. He's paved his road to Canton already. I I believe. Um, you know, people were writing him off at the end of that first half, and you know what? He didn't write back. He came back in that second half. He played a phenomenal second half, and he deserves it. He deserves that MVP. And uh, you know, I think this kid, unfortunately, as Jets fans, we're gonna have to deal with this kid if we want to get to the Super Bowl one day for the next ten plus years. I mean, the kid is incredible. Well, I mean, he can or they can be beat, but, I mean, they're a dynasty. There, there's no doubt about that. Andy Reid has built that team, you know, led by Mahomes, obviously, into a dynasty where you thought maybe this year they would be a little vulnerable because they lost Tyreek Hill, you know, didn't have the same weapons, maybe not as explosive offensively. As long as Reid and Mahomes are there, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They don't, they've never had a great defense, but it's obviously been good enough twice to win a Super Bowl. They've started to now have more of a balance where they run the football a lot better. Don't overlook what Pacheco did in that game. I mean, he had some big runs in that game. The Chiefs were able to keep the Eagles' defense off balance, running the football at him, negate that pass rush. That was huge. However, to your point, Dale, Mahomes and Reed together, they're a problem for anybody. Hey, it would help the Jets to get a Super Bowl winning quarterback and MVP quarterback of their own, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be great if we can get Aaron Rodgers. You know, hopefully when he comes out of the dark, maybe he sees a little vision that uh, <laughs> when he's in his little darkness, he sees himself winning a Super Bowl in green and white. Maybe uh, he comes out of the darkness and says, hey, I'm going to the Jets to play with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, a great thief. But well, that's, we can only, we that's can only the hope the Jets fans, right, Sal? Your last part, and thank you for the call, Dale. I appreciate you checking in. Good stuff. The last part that you said there about the Jets is the key. What was the one way that we saw Mahomes get beat? Did he get beat by Cincinnati this year with Joe Burrow and that great offense that everybody talked about after their big performance in Buffalo the week prior in the division round? No. Did he get beat by... Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and that unstoppable offense in the Super Bowl and it literally could not be stopped. The majority of the night could not be stopped. Did he get beat by them? Nope. How did he get beat? Mahomes and Reed got beat by a team that dominated defensively. It wasn't Tom Brady and the Bucks winning a shootout. It was a dominant defense. That is something that the Jets could have. They have a good defense. If they continue to build, led by Robert Sala, I mean, there are maybe some advantages to having a defensive-minded head coach, especially if you could get Aaron Rodgers in here. You have Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers running the offense. Let Sala go build that defense into a monster. That is the way that you could beat Patrick Mahomes because you're not going to win in a shootout with him. It's just not going to happen. If the Bills couldn't do it with Josh Allen... If the Eagles couldn't do with Jalen Hurts, you're not going to outdo the Chiefs offensively. you got to be able to build a defense that could stop them. And we've seen that it works. That, to me, would be the key. But, obviously, the Jets need to get Aaron Rodgers to get in the conversation because they're nowhere near where they need to be offensively to compete at that level. Forget the Chiefs. Even, I mean, they got to make the playoffs. <laughs> Malik is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Malik. Yo, good morning, Lakata. What's going on? Uh, all is well, man, and I'm happy the Chiefs won. But, dude, I got to pick a bone with you. But first, before I get to that, um, tell me something. Can the NFL owners stop playing with the genius OC, Eric Dieniemy? Why is this man 
not the hottest prospect as a shoe-in for a HC a head coaching position in the National Football League. Well, and Carter, I'm not trying to do a narrative. I'm not trying to go down a racial narrative. I'm really not. It's but not. Come on, why do you th- what? Well, why do you think? What do you think it is? I mean, it's obviously going to be a reason, right? What do you think? They're not trying to give the, the, the league is out to screw the enemy. It's not about that. He's black. They hire black coaches now. Maybe not as much as they should, but NFL coaches, black coaches have been hired. So I don't believe that that's the issue. And by the way, it's not that it's the once we're talking about one specific guy here where the enemy has had many years of opportunity and he's not gotten one shot. Obviously something's off. You do the math, whether it's interviewing, what, what, whether it's something is bad. I don't know what's going on with the enemy, but obviously something is there. It's not a, it's not that the world is out to get Eric the enemy. There's clearly a reason why he hasn't gotten hired as a head coach. Well, listen, my parent, first of all, I never said that. I said, it's a bad optic. You know, you don't, so what you're telling me, every, we got a Picasso out there and everybody's not into art. No one wants to buy it. Come on, man. I mean, well, maybe, the, I mean he, maybe he's going to benefit. I was talking about this a little bit yesterday morning with Moose as well. Maybe he'll uh-huh. benefit from going to another team, whether it's Washington or somewhere else, to be their offensive coordinator. And he'll then prove himself with a team that doesn't have Andy Reid, that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. Because when you look at the Chiefs, nobody, as right or wrong as it may be, nobody's talking about Biennemi. It's Reid and it's uh, and it's Patrick Mahomes. So Biennemi goes. Ask the, play, ask the players in the locker room. Ask the players on the OT on the offensive side of the line. Because what I'm Patrick not saying they don't like him. I'm not saying with, with, with the guru Andy Reid, and I'm not taking away. It's Eric Biennemi. There's no. Right, but but let's see. Him. So let's see him go. Let's see him go somewhere else and do it and do it somewhere. Else. Be an offensive coordinator without Mahomes and without Reed and see how much success he has. Look, bottom line is Malik. Anybody that's had as much success as a coordinator as Bienemy would have been hired as a head coach in a second. So exactly. obviously something. So obviously something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I do not believe that his race. Matter of fact, I believe that teams would love to be able to hire Eric Bieniemy. Uh, the teams like uh, teams like the Atlanta Falcons, who were dying to hire a minority head coach, wanted to hire him. They didn't. Now, why is that? Whether it's the interviews don't go well, whether it's something is bad. I'm telling you, something is off there. Just it, it's there's there's okay. got to be. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. I don't know well, what it is well, specifically. Listen, Sal, but, you know me. I don't see the world through racial. I try not to see the world through racial lens. There are realities, obviously, but that's not that's not my thing. I just find it extremely peculiar that this man is not a head coach. Well, well right. You're, you're right. There's something there. Now, we don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, uh, look, I can't speak for every owner, but I don't right, believe right, it's, right. Ra- it's racial when you've seen how many black head coaches get hired since then or minority head coaches get hired since the enemy has been a topic of conversation. Maybe not okay, as many facts. as there should be, but but many have been hired. Okay, facts. Let's move on. Yo, first of all, I love you to death, dog, but yo, are you splitting the baby right now? Dude, a, a woman is either pregnant or she's not. It's not, it's not quasi right? What's your position on the call? You come on the air saying basically it was a ticky tack call. I'm reading your quote verbatim, and now you're saying basically, and it didn't, and it didn't impact. He wasn't going to catch the ball. I mean, why? I mean, I don't get it, Ricardo. You got to have some sensory acuity in that situation. They tarnished a great game. I mean, come on. I don't, I don't think it tarnished a great game with Fleeks because Fleeks was banging on me about it. I hope you guys banter about it later. I love to hear hear his position. Uh, 
hear you respond to his position because he well, wait, what are you what are you talking about? What what don't you get? I explained it. Dude, I, the in call that situation. In that you can't situation, call it. I said that. I said you can't call law, it. And there's the, there's the letter of the law. There's the spirit of the law. I don't care if it was technically a penalty or not. You have to have some sensory acuity in that situation. You, I, I don't know that means sensory acuity. Money, have... You cannot make that call. Okay, so that's what I said. So what's your problem? I don't understand it. No, what, what's the matter? You just, you when, you it, when you got back on the air, you, you it sounded like you were saying basically that you know that that wasn't a, it wasn't as major. I, I don't get it. Maybe I'm. No, I, I don't. I don't think it ruined the the game for me, Malik. And thank you for the call. What don't you get? I don't know how much more clear I could make it. I said, and, and somebody was rooting hard for the Chiefs. Believe me, I was rooting hard for the Chiefs. You can't. I hate to see that call being made, especially when they were letting them play all night long. They were letting them play all night long. I hated to see that call be made in that spot. Are you going to argue that it wasn't a holding call, though? That's a different story. James Bradbury himself admitted to holding. By the letter of the law, it was a penalty. But it should not have been called in that spot. Now, did it ruin what was a great game for me? No, it didn't. I don't let things like that one player, one bad call ruin an entire game. Because for me, it's not about that. You can make the case that the Eagles shouldn't have allowed that game to be that close to begin with to where it comes down to one bad call. Make a stop. You think that's the reason they lost the game? It is not. Did Mahomes make any mistakes in that game? Jalen Hurts had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Did Mahomes make any mistakes in that game? Now, I'm not trying to pick on Jalen Hurts here, but there are reasons why the Eagles lost beyond a call that shouldn't have been called or we all hoped wouldn't have been called in that spot. It was. It doesn't mean that that's why they lost the game. You also, you can think, you can't assume. You know, it's just like a few years ago with the Chiefs and uh, and the Bills. Oh, the stupid rules in overtime. Oh, how the stupid rules. You don't know what was going to happen. Yeah, you may assume, you may think it's going to go a certain way. It was the correct call, technically speaking, but it was a call that wasn't made all night long where they were letting them play and then unfortunately called in a spot where you wish they didn't blow the whistle. You wish they didn't throw a flag there. That's it. It will not define the game. Not for me. It will not define the game. I'm sorry. I don't let something like that ruin a great game that I saw. Jay is calling from Rutherford, New Jersey. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, man? Um, Thanks for having me on. Um, you could tell that pretty much all week long, everyone's going to be talking about the holding call. Mm. And um, I'm a Giants fan, so I didn't have a horse in the race. But um, I I agree with what you said, but I don't think that was holding at all. Like, they rewinded the call. It, Boy, he, he grabbed his jersey. He reached for a fistful of jersey, but he barely got it. It didn't impede the receiver from getting upfield. It didn't... Oh, it did. It did. It it did. Now, again, I don't think Jay that it impacted the result of that play, 
as much as a a hold normally would. I thought the ball was thrown in the spot where he wasn't going to get to it, even if he wasn't held. But he was held. I mean, the, the jersey was grabbed, and he was held a little bit around the waist. Was it the most egregious holding claw I've ever seen? Absolutely not. They should have let it go. They shouldn't have called it. They called it. That. Absolutely. That's the type of thing that happens on every play, though. And like you said, the way they were calling the game – you know, and this happens a lot in the league on the last drive when the team's coming back for the game winning or tying score, they call defensive holding or pass interference. And it's like, you got to keep it consistent. You know, they have the technology to get these things right, but they rarely do in crucial moments. And, you know, well, I don't I think, know how technology would have helped on that one. You're not going to go, you can't start replaying these those type of calls it was I don't even want to say it was a mistake it was unfortunate that first of all if Bradbury doesn't want to get called for it don't grab the jersey that's number one number two what are you supposed to do you you hope that the referee would call consistently with the way that they've been doing all night they didn't he made the call it happens I mean you got to live with it Hey, I, it is what it is. I'm happy with the result. You know, I hate the Eagles. Dallas and, and Philly are my 1A and 1B hated teams, so I'm happy with the outcome. But I do think the league needs to work on the officiating and take the subjectivity and human error out of the calls and come up with more, you know, yeah, more replay and more more robots. And thank you for the call, Jay. More replay, more robots. I mean, come on. Guys, everybody was complaining about the call in the Cincinnati game with the late hit. Oh, it ruined a great game. It was a penalty. Well, did that ruin that game for you? That ruined Mahomes' performance? You know what? The Chiefs put themselves in a spot where they could win that game. The Bengals put themselves in a spot where, unfortunately, guy made a stupid decision. And it helped get them the field goal. Well, same in this spot. Hey, luck is a big part of sports. And maybe luck was on the Chiefs' side. But don't tell me that you know the Eagles couldn't have done anything about it. They could have done something about it prior. It is not the sole reason why they lost that game. It would have been nice to see them have a chance, added drama, you know, after they stopped Kansas City, prior to the penalty, of course. But the call was made. It's part of the game. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that, you know, oh, you got to get replay, you got to get better. It happens. But you, you notice that there's always something. There's always going to be something. You aren't happy with the result for whatever reason. It's always going to be something. Oh, yeah, it was a penalty, but they shouldn't have called it. How could they call it there? Come on. What are they doing? And again, I'm somebody that thinks that it should not have been. I wish it wasn't called there. Be it in accordance with the way the game was being called all night long, which was to let them play. But the call was made. It happens. Focus on stuff that happened earlier in the game that could have changed the fate of the Eagles. 
or Bradbury himself not grabbing the jersey. If he doesn't grab a hold of the jersey, I doubt they make that call. Now, who knows? But when you see a jersey get pulled like that, and you can't tell in live time how that impact, once you see the jersey get pulled, normal instinct, I would think, for an official is to throw the flag. Hey, they got beat. Fair and square. It happens. Take the L and move on. 877. So Eagles fans are going to blame it more on the referee than the defense? Is that how that works? What happened to that pass rush? What happened to the pass rush? What happened to that great defense in the second half? How many sacks did they get? Remember we were talking about the sacks? Oh, the pass rush. They're going to dominate. This is not like Cincinnati. What about that? Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Alicata back on the fan. Before we get back to the calls, Fleegs brought up something interesting during the break. Fleegs, you could jump on and talk about it here with the the call, obviously. But the idea that it would be an issue either way. See, this is not just, oh, well, the Eagles got screwed. What if it went the other way? Then don't you think that people who were supporting the Chiefs, whether it be Chiefs fans or Chiefs backers as far as betting goes, They'd be saying, well, how could you not call that? It's a hold in that spot. You got to make the call. The guy grabbed the jersey. Similar to what I was talking about with the play earlier in the first half where, or earlier in the game where there was a clear hold that would have given the Chiefs a first down on one of the drives. I forget which quarter, first or second quarter, but it was early in the game, and they didn't call it, so they were letting them play. So, yeah, if they were consistent, they wouldn't have blown the whistle in that spot, but you could have made an argument. I could have come on and said, how the hell do you not call that? It's a huge spot in the game. The guy was grabbing his jersey, right, Fleeks? Yeah, like I'm all for calling for consistency for the refs, and we saw that one on the Chiefs' second drive where Juju was interfered with and or held on third down by Bradbury. No call. We kind of move on. But late in the game in that spot, if you're the team that's on offense and your guy gets grabbed, and whether it was a light hold or a big hold, whatever, the rule is the rule. When you grab the jersey, it's a hold. If the ref sees it, he's supposed to throw the flag at the point of contact. That's what happened. And if you're the team or rooting for the team that's on offense and there's no call there, you're not saying, oh, well, you know what? Credit to the defense. At that point in the game, you can't throw the flag. You know, I'm a Jets fan. If the Jets are ever in a game that matters, and Garrett Wilson is held. I mean, I had it happen this year in games that were irrelevant, and Garrett Wilson is held late in the game, and I'm screaming, where's the flag? If there's a penalty, there's a penalty. So just wherever you stand on that, just realize that if it was your team that is in that moment on offense and there's no call, you're not saying, the, oh, well, you can't call it at that spot in the game. You're screaming, where's my bleeping flag? Come on. Right, because you're lo- looking at it from that perspective. I Look, I've never tried – I've tried to never, especially as I've gotten older – Try to never blame umps or refs or whatever, officials. Like, it's part of the game, unfortunately. And that's what I mean by luck. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Now, you got to put yourself in a position to be able to win that game. Everybody's just going to forget how the Chiefs got to that point. Think about this. The Chiefs were dominated. Dominated the majority of that game. And then all of a sudden you look up and the Chiefs have a lead. 
Now, it didn't last very long. You know, they get the eight-point lead after the Tony punt return. They get in the end zone. They get the eight-point lead, and here comes Philadelphia right back down the field with a big play. Ended up tying the game. And the Chiefs get themselves down in the field goal range. So, they, I mean, it's not like the Chiefs didn't deserve to win the game. You can't just look at it and say that one play or the one call that should have been a non-call. I mean, three plays earlier, that incredible Eagles defense led a quarterback, and yes, he's the greatest in the league right now, but a quarterback on a bad ankle scramble for 26 yards to get them into that position. Correct. Exactly right, Fleegs. That's the point, is that they made The Eagles defense did nothing. You know, from a Kansas City backer perspective, I was frustrated all night long because they couldn't get off the damn field. It didn't matter if it were third and one, third and 14, fourth and two. They couldn't. The Chiefs could not stop Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. But from the other perspective, neither could the Eagles defense. That, I think, is where people miscalculated this game. Everybody thought that we're picking the Eagles, that the Eagles' pass rush was going to be a factor. They were going to get to Mahomes, whether you thought he was hurt or not, and especially after we saw it in-game, but prior to the game. It was about the Eagles' defense and how good they were or how good they could be. And they got shredded. They got shredded. They didn't show up. The Eagles' offense was great. And, by the way, had the turnover. Let's not forget. As great as they were, they made one mistake. And in this type of game, you couldn't make a mistake. Kansas City was near perfect offensively. They scored on every possession of the second half. It couldn't be stopped. It, it, it The game will not be, in my mind, defined by one call that should have been a non-call. Chevy is calling from Belrose. What's up, Chevy? Hey, Cal. How you doing, brother? How are you, Chevy? I'm good. I'm good. First time, long time. Appreciate so I wanted to call. I'm a big defensive guy, but not tonight, man. Defense did not win championships tonight. That was a <laughs> terrible defense by Kansas City and Philadelphia. But that Kansas City defense, man, that secondary is atrocious. Sneed and McDuffie, no good. I'm pretty sure Thornhill's a converted corner to safety. They've just toast all night, all of them. Uh, young guys got burnt. You know, look, everybody got – no. there was no good defense in this game last night. There was. An individual before the Bolton, though, he played pretty well. His sideline sideline ability at linebacker is incredible. All right. I mean, that's fair. You want to pick out some individuals and give them credit. But if you like defense, and I do too, and that's the one thing. You know, generally, I don't like games that are up and down like this where nobody's – making a stop, but I felt like this was a really good game because of the back and forth, because Kansas City came back from being down 10 points at the half. But usually you'd like to see it be a little more challenging on the offenses than a 38-35, really nobody getting stopped at all. And yes, you could point to some individuals who may have played well, but overall as a defense, both sides, they just, I mean, didn't do enough at all. And I think you got to credit Andy Reid, and his scheme offensively, which you had to expect was going to happen coming off of two weeks. you know. Look, Andy Reid's not an idiot. You think we just look at it and say, oh, well, the Eagles pass rush. Well, he knows that. So how do you combat yeah, that? And he came up with ways to do it. Yep, absolutely he did. Now, being a big Jets fan, too, what are your thoughts on uh, – do you think anywhere specifically they got to improve on defense this year? I think maybe get uh, another safety in there to help out Whitehead and Joyner a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jets need to get better defensively, Chevy, and thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. 
I don't think that they were as good as everybody made them out to be. You know, I don't think they were nearly as good as, let's say, the 2000 Ravens or even their own 2009-2010 AFC Championship teams. I don't think that the Jets' defense was at that level. I love both their corners. Sure, could they use an upgrade in you know at safety? Sure. I, I think they could obviously use somebody who can get to the quarterback. Now, I know up front... They're big, uh, you know, Quentin Williams, an absolute stud. They, they, look, they've got players. They they need more. Maybe a more aggressive defense as far as, I don't know, it's turning the ball over more. Obviously, you'd like to see that um, anyway. But they just, they were good to me. They weren't a great defense. What it's going to take or who it's going to take to get to that next level, I'm not so sure. But I'll know it when I see it as far as a dominant defense. Look, even the Lions game, you go back to the Lions game, but they had a chance to close that out with the defense, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't make a stop. That, to me, is not, you have a great defense, not that you got to make a stop every time, but in a big spot, you know that your best, your strength is on the field. You got the lead, your defense, you go out there and close it out. And the Jets' defense couldn't do that. Now, you could talk about them being tired, maybe, because they're on the field way too much. Maybe if you shorten that up, where the offense drives the football, you know, actually scores some points with a competent quarterback, then maybe the defense will benefit from that. But they can upgrade the defense to a level where it can become elite or it can become a dominating defense. Connor is calling from Long Island. What's up, Connor? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I think if you're focusing on the Bradbury hold, you're just not focusing on the the right part of the game. The Eagles got outscored 24-11 to in the second half. I think Nick Sirianni got out coached, and as a Giants fan, it was poetic justice. The guy's kind of been a jerk on the sideline all year long, and it was it was nice to see him get out coached by Andy Reid in the second half. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I, it's, it's not. I'm not the biggest Sirianni fan. I love Andy Reid. I was rooting for the Chiefs, so it was sweet. And I do think now. Look, you're coming at it from clearly an anti-eagle perspective, so I understand why people would bring up the holding call. But I do think you're right about people focusing on the wrong parts of the game. We've talked about it. The Eagles couldn't. They, they could not stop Kansas City. In the second half. So we're going to overlook that and pinpoint one play that was technically a hold that were, that was called. Yeah, it shouldn't have been called, but it was a hold. And we're going to look at that and say that that's the reason why the Eagles lost. I get why. The offense themselves couldn't be stopped. So Philadelphia, you like their chance if they get the ball back there. However, they didn't do nearly enough defensively to deserve winning this Super Bowl. And you know what? They didn't do enough offensively either where Mahomes and the Chiefs offense didn't turn the ball over. Eagles did. And just one sometimes is all it takes. If Hurts does not fumble and the Chiefs do not get a defensive score, Kansas City might have gotten blown out in that game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you have coaches like Sean Payton, these like top caliber coaches floating around. They're not losing with this type of with this type of roster. So I think this well, kind I mean, of I, I exposed Nick Sirianni. Uh, well, I disagree with that, Connor, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. How do you say that it exposed Nick Sirianni where they lost by a field goal to one of the great quarterbacks and great head coaches, certainly one of the great combinations the sport has ever seen? I mean, they lost to him by a field goal with a questionable call thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, you, I can't. 
See, this is not, unfortunately for Giant fans like yourself, this is not a spot where you could sit here and say, see, I told you, Sirianni sucks, the Eagles suck, they didn't play anybody real, they finally met their match. Now, they did finally meet a top opponent where maybe they didn't face all year long, but, I mean, they they went toe-to-toe with them. Matter of fact, they dominated. They dominated the game in the first half. They should have been up bigger than just 10 points. Kansas City was lucky to be down just 10. They got lucky the Eagles ran out of time at the end of the half, otherwise it would have been a touchdown instead of a field goal, and they were very fortunate with the fumble. That kept them in the game. Kansas City would have been blown out if not for those two things. I can't look at as much as I would love to say, see, Sirianni, you doofus. I knew you had no clue from that opening press conference. I can't look at this like that. I think he did a tremendous job all year long. And even in this game, with his aggression, with the offense, with the play calling, I don't think the moment was too big for him. I don't think it was an inexperienced thing. Now, I think he got outcoached by Andy Reid, but it wasn't like he got undressed. Second half, the Chiefs did what they had to do to get back in the game and obviously win the game. But it wasn't like the Eagles didn't do anything. And obviously the first half, they dominated. So I can't knock Sirianni or think that he got exposed. And plenty of great head coaches have lost big games before. I don't think that this is one of those, oh, the Eagles need a different guy to get them over the hump. We'll see eventually You know how next year and the year after that play out. This is year two of Nick Sirianni. He took this team to the Super Bowl with a chance to win it. They didn't. It's one game. It happens. We'll see how they respond now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.